It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey everyone, how are you all doing? Today we're going to cover some interesting information from the Bounty Hunter Codebook. Now this is kind of a tongue-in-cheek book. Uh, it's meant to be a little bit silly as the reader because we can see a lot of funny little excerpts and notes from different bounty hunters who have picked this so-called guidebook up and have learned from it. So we have, you know, writings from Bosk, from Boba, Dengar, so on and so forth. And it covers an array of different things if you were to become a bounty hunter, or I guess once you become one, you get this handbook. Things like what does it mean to be a bounty hunter, all the way to how to get out of hairy situations, like if you're swallowed, for example, by a beast, or even to weapons and armor and so on and so forth. So today I'm going to go over the part on page seven, misconceptions about bounty hunters. There are a few different things that we can go over, so let's go over that right now. Do bounty hunters kill for money? Yes, but not indiscriminately, and not merely for personal gain. Members of the Bounty Hunters Guild accept rewards for killing criminals, and only when a lawfully issued bounty notification requires the acquisition dead, and a percentage of the bounty goes to the guild. Next, are bounty hunters murderers? No, murderers kill unlawfully. Are bounty hunters assassins? No, assassins typically target specific individuals for political or religious reasons, and do not necessarily profit from the killing. Most so-called professional assassins have no compunction about accepting money to kill innocent people. Do bounty hunters kill innocent people? Never intentionally, and not without consequence. Members of the Bounty Hunters Guild make every effort to ensure the safety of innocent life forms and prevent collateral damage. When accidents occur, the Guild's legal and insurance departments work with other authorities to compensate innocents and their relatives for any specific loss. That also goes for any damage, illness, and or death. The Guild is in the business of stopping criminals, not harming innocents. The Guild is not responsible, however, for injuries, deaths, or damage caused by acquisitions during a hunt. Now, do imperial laws apply to bounty hunters? Of course, they do. Again, bounty hunters are law enforcement officers, and guild hunters are expected to comply with and uphold imperial laws, as well as the laws of the bounty hunters guild. Stiff fines, prison sentences, forced labor camps, and death 
are among the possible sentences for hunters who break laws. The next point they have in the book is, are bounty hunters mercenaries? Absolutely not. Mercenaries are freelance soldiers hired to serve in foreign armies. Bounty hunters have little regard for anyone whose allegiance is for sale. So you might ask, are all bounty hunters members of the Bounty Hunters Guild? No. Unfortunately for them, some hunters prefer to work independently. They don't last long. Do bounty hunters compete with each other? Not if they're members of the Bounty Hunters Guild or an affiliate guild, because guild contractors assign guild hunters to pursue specific bounties. Guild hunters seldom cross paths, but when they do, they respect each other as allies. As for non-guild hunters, if they interfere with an authorized guild hunt, the guild will make sure they never compete again. And in this part here, Boba actually adds the best don't need backup, which is kind of funny. Do bounty hunters do freelance work? Now this is an interesting question because it makes you wonder, do bounty hunters just kind of go to anyone who pays them? Kind of like a hitman. But the answer actually isn't so much so that they're a hitman versus it has to abide by certain guild laws. Here's the answer. Guild hunters are allowed to pursue any sanctioned bounties with the provision that their work for the guild comes first and that the guild receives a percentage of their non-guild earnings. So essentially the guild pretty much owns you no matter what. But remember that freelance is not an excuse for bad behavior. You are not a hired gun. You are a bounty hunter, a licensed law enforcement officer, and don't let anyone tell you different. You are not a wage slave and you cannot be bought. Now, lastly, I wanna add what they have written under what bounty hunters do in the guidebook. We have the toughest job in the galaxy. We pursue the most dangerous criminals and killers after others have failed and when no one else dares. Few people appreciate that ours is a necessary job a job that someone has to do. While others cringe and whimper in weakness and indecision, we're the ones who get things done. But every bounty hunter has to start sometime, and I understand that you're new and don't know all the ins and outs of the trade. Here's how the job works. Someone commits a crime, the empire, a local government, a corporation, or an individual issues a notification to the bounty hunter's guild, offering a reward for the capture or execution of the criminal. The entity that issues the notification is known as the originator. The criminal who is the subject of the notification is called the acquisition. The reward, of course, is the bounty. The originator usually issues a bounty notification because the local or regional government law enforcement services are unable or unwilling to tackle the challenge on their own. After the notification arrives at a bounty hunter's guild office, a guild contractor determines which hunter will track down and apprehend the acquisition. The hunter cannot refuse an assignment from the guild contractor. The hunter must capture and deliver the acquisition or the remains or other evidence of the acquisition's death to a designated person, corporation, or location known as the receiver. The bounty is typically paid in credits, either hard cash or a direct transfer to the Bounty Hunters Guild. Sounds easy, doesn't it? Sure, it's easy, like playing count my teeth with a rancor. If the job were easy, anyone could do it. But you're not just anyone. You're a member of the guild. Hope you guys enjoyed this it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
video and it gave you a little bit of a backstory. I'm still learning so much just from this book alone. It's a really interesting read and there are tons of different ones as well. There's one Book of the Sith, The Jedi Path, uh, Imperial Code or something like that, I think. So I'm going to go over all of the different books, give my thoughts on them. And for this one in general, I, I, in particular, I think it's probably the most interesting when it has these little, like the rules and all that that they write in there in the handbook are cool. But what I think is really neat is when they add these little notes from the characters, such as Boba, like the part about the Rancor that we just read, uh, Dengar crossed it out, crossed that part out, or highlighted it rather, like the part that we just read about the Rancor, uh, you know, sure it's easy, like playing Count My Teeth with the Rancor, that part was actually highlighted by Bosk, and it was written, I played that game once, I have the Rancor Tooth, and then underneath it, Dengar starkly replies and writes, anyone can play it with a dead Rancor, Dengar. So I just find that stuff really interesting, especially when they have Boba excerpts in there too, like, oh, uh, there was one, Bosk said, I did some work for Zero, paid almost as well as Jabba. Like, it just gives you a little bit of insight into these characters and kind of brings them to life a little more so, which I always find fun and interesting. So I'm going to go through a ton of this book. I think all this stuff is, you know, very valid and it's all canon. So I can't wait to get through it. I hope you enjoyed this video. Let me know what your thoughts are. And next video, we will cover, I think, the Creed and Codes. It's the next page. So it seems pretty interesting. Catch you all later. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.